Good morning or good afternoon, depending on wherever you're at the time of this recording. You are joining on episode 30 of the Restricted Zone podcast. This is a big episode, a special episode. We're uh, collaborating with another podcast host, Straight to the Point, and I'm with DR today. Special guest joining in this episode. Introduce yourself, Chris and Jerry. Uh, what's going on? My name is Chris. I'm co-host of Straight to the Point with my guy, J-Dub. Yeah, what's going on? Happy and we, to be appre- we appreciate you guys having us. And uh, we definitely uh, appreciate appreciate you guys letting us, you know, join in the first time, man. So this is just showing love. Appreciate it. So, you know, uh, we got some big topics to cover on. We're a little bit late, but we're going to cover it. We're going to keep it fresh. Uh, we're going to talk about the Super Bowl. Of course, everyone knows Tom Brady won his seventh ring, and that'll lead up to a discussion later on if there's debate in that one. I mean, so what do you guys think about the game overall? Like, was it surprising? Was it just, you know, expecting, like, okay, this makes sense? Or, like, what takeaways you could take away from that game? Um, Shoot, I'll go first. Uh, again, when we talked about it in our show, the Super Bowl we thought was going to be high score. We was like, take the over. Because I, I even said on the show, one of those teams was scoring 30. And then if one team scored 30, the other team was going to have to relatively score 26 or plus to keep the game even. And I was like, it's going to be like 31, 20 something field goal game. Yeah, well, the Bucks did score 30. It's just the Chiefs just couldn't capitalize. They couldn't get they couldn't get anything moving. They couldn't get a run. The pressure was too much. The four-man rush was crazy. And then the this was a defensive game for the Bucks. Like if you could give out MVPs to a defensive coach. I would have given it to um, Todd uh, Boyles. He really stepped up that defense. He revamped their whole play style since their previous game against the Chiefs in like week eight where the Chiefs just dominated them from start to finish. But the thing that like really affected this game the most had to have been just the penalty calls on the Chiefs. I think they finished with, what, 11 penalties for 120 yards. Yeah. And then the most surprising thing was they broke history because in the second quarter – they're the first team ever in Super Bowl history to have 90 yards in the second quarter of penalties alone. That has never been done in any Super Bowl to have 90 penalty yards in a game or in a, in a quarter anyway. Like, that's crazy that you've seen that. And it was a, it was a lot of ticky-tack calls. There was one play on Mike Evans where it was a gimme. Like, he, he really didn't have possession of that. He wasn't going to catch that ball, and it was a bad ball, but they threw a flag on Matthew, and you're just like, oh, man, those are the penalties that just hurt a team. Like, it demoralizes them, and they just can't get into a rhythm. The thing about this – Yo, go ahead, Chris. Go ahead. No, definitely. Go ahead. I was going to say – I was going to say the thing about the Chiefs is we can talk about the penalties all they want, and that's a big deal, but they played sloppy. Like, those were penalties. And they came out and they played on the biggest stage, and they played their worst game of the year. You know, they, they looked like they weren't disciplined. They looked, they looked overmatched. And – for a team to have had won, you know, so many games, you know, with within the last span of this year, going back to last year, for a team that like suddenly just looked overmatched and looked average, it was it was kind of like shocking to see because like you look at this team and, and and yes, both tackles I get were backups and I, I know they had some COVID issues, but they looked like it looked like JPP was just off. It was in the backfield at the snap, you know, Shaq Bear was in the back at the snap and Kansas city never got into a rhythm. Mahomes looked flustered early. He looked hurt. Um, you can tell that, that, that toe was bothering him. So you look at that team, they were undisciplined and that's uncharacteristic of a lot of Andy Reid coach teams. 
but they just got overmatched and, and out outgunned. And, you know, Andy Reid, once again, comes up small on the big stage. Oh, man, he definitely uh, does come up. Oh, go ahead, Greg. Go ahead. I was just going to say, we, like, are we really going – how are we going to blame this on Andy Reid? What – how – I just I just don't know how – like, I was with you until the very last part. We can't blame – we can't say Andy Reid comes up on the, on the big stage. But when the brother is missing four offensive linemen. I get that. But his team as a whole looked unprepared. Like, yes, I understand you lost four offensive linemen, and I know that offensive linemen are, are the most important part of an offense because everything kind of flows through them. But e- easy passes were being missed. Assignments being blown. They didn't run the, – they ran the ball 11 times the entire game. That's on Andy. Like, if you have a fierce pass rush, the best way to, to negate a pass rush is to run the ball. They didn't run the ball. If your quarterback's hurt, I get it, it's Patrick Mahomes, but you run the ball, you take some of the pressure – off that offensive line, you you let them go forward instead of going backwards all the time. That's on Andy. Like that's typical Andy. You look at the defense, silly mistakes, lone assignments, taunting penalties. Like come, that's uh, that's undisciplined football, and that comes down to the head coach. Like I'm sorry, a team doesn't play great for all this time, and then you get on the big stage in the bright lights, and suddenly you don't know what you're doing. Like that's that's the problem, but- and that comes down to the coaching. I understand, but I mean, if you, I feel like if you wanna, if you wanna blame the the decisions to go to not run the ball as much, that's one thing. But I feel like for the entire season, we aren't saying this is Andy. Since when has Andy Reid ever been known for defense? Typically, he hires the great defensive coordinators. Like we talk, we not we like we don't mention Steve Sagnola, but all this time he's he receiving so much praise. Like this is the same Steve Sagnola that beat Tom Brady in the Super Bowl with the giant with the Giants. 17 or 14 so you know what I'm saying like now we I'm saying we we're like we're I'm think I feel like we're like like I feel like the bigger issue was the defense and how undisciplined the defense was because at the end of the day like I feel you they definitely should have ran but like there were certain situations where Patrick Mahomes literally has five more seconds to throw bro come on like some of those passes are some of those those are regular passes that are being completed. Right, I understand it, but how often does an NFL quarterback have five seconds to throw the ball? It doesn't really happen that often. You need like I, I mean, Tom Brady literally was Tom Brady. They were saying Tom Brady literally had time to sit back, call his girl, talk, call his wife, ask her what she's making for dinner after the game. Like you know what I'm saying? Like, and, and I'm not saying I'm not saying that. Okay, five seconds is an exaggeration. Like the brother doesn't typically have five seconds to be back in the pocket all every time. It's an exaggeration. But I'm just saying, like, it makes a difference. Aaron Rodgers had a good offensive line, and he still got sacked five times in that right. game against the Bucks. And he was only he was the only person he was missing was David Bakhtiari, his which is a which is a major player in itself. He was missing four starting offensive linemen. Right. That Making memes on Instagram where t- Patrick Mahomes is like you you seen a John where like they're running after him and then he like he's throwing flickers or some is some John like that like the mm-hmm. like the meme at like the TikTok John where like it's the bull with the, well, like, yeah you know what well, I'm saying yo, like, that's only yo. that's that only happens because at the end of the day they they know how ridiculous it is that if he just had even like a second more of time like it was ridiculous Shaq Barrett literally knew was on fifteen the entire game. Yeah, well, wait, great. So, wait, guys, so can we just talk about Gronk? Actually, man, like, how was like how dominant was we you know was his was his performance? Like, how much of a factor was that for the Super Bowl? 
huge. Like, if you was to watch that game, nobody came came into that game expecting Gronk to have a two touchdown, what, 56 yard game, I believe. I might be a little bit off on the yards, but two touchdowns. I mean, when we're, you just talk about how that connection is crazy. Him and Tom Brady always seem to really, when, in the, when the big stage comes, they light it up, they know exactly where each other's going to be. But when that Super Bowl took like that Super Bowl took place, all the players that scored a touchdown were Tom Brady's recruits: Rob Gronkowski, Leonard Fournette, Antonio Brown. All those guys were guys that he brought in to make this team the super team that it was to make this roster so stacked. And which that's a that's a feat in itself that he was like, man, when you guys get here, we go to the Super Bowl. That's the promise he made, and he fulfilled it. Now Gronk's just gonna be Gronk. Like again, there were a certain you already mentioned it. That defense on the Chiefs side. It, it was so many questionable defensive calls where Gronk was getting open on touchdowns. And you're like, should he be open there? Where's the coverage at? Y'all trying pressure on Tom, but y'all leaving two tights and you leaving two tight ends open on two tight end sets. Or Cameron Britt was also open on one a couple plays. So I'm just like, it it, it was it, the game itself was the Buccaneers from beginning to end, and they just had to basically just hold the lead, and then they they basically did that. It's, it's hard when you go touchdown for field goal, and that's what Kansas City ended up doing. It was 17, and it was like 17-9 at one point. Kansas City had a chance to go and make some noise and tie it and get back in the game, and they couldn't. They had a bad – they had the bad punt where the uh, – they had the the, the, the punter, punter fumble, and they called it back and made him repunt, and he shanked it, and they basically gave Kansas uh, – Tampa Bay, like – 20 yards ago and score another touchdown. Like, they just constantly shot themselves in the foot time and time and time again. Um, Gronkowski played a hell of a game, you know. He was open. He got, you know, Tom was Tom fed him. Like Jared said, all all Tom's boys scored, you know, A.B., uh, Gronk, Fournette. So, I, was, I wasn't a big believer in this Tampa Bay thing. Like, I – Thought they were a seven and nine team at best. Like I thought that Brady Cliff had happened. Obviously, I was wrong. So you got you get to this point where it's like, you know, are they destined to? You know, are they going to repeat? Like, are we looking at a another chance to have Mahomes and Brady in the Super Bowl next year? I mean, yo, those are like definitely sound and. Just facts, like too. I mean, Greg, you have something to add? No, nah, I was just gonna say. I mean, I, I I think the same thing. Like whether it's gonna be Mahomes and and Brady part two. I think I was reading somewhere somewhere that said that the thing about the Bucks is if you think about all those contracts, all those pieces that they added, all those contracts were really one year deals, and now they have all got Super Bowl rings. I think they said out of the fifty three man roster, they got like I think thirty five of them signed to next year. You know what I'm saying? So it's like they and I think people are already uh, making the assumption that Chris Godwin isn't going to be back with the team because Antonio Brown is there and it might cost less to keep Antonio Brown because who's he really going to have in terms of other suitors as opposed to keeping Chris Godwin. So if you think Antonio the Chris Godwin isn't going to be a factor to their offense to the point where like they can't repeat, you know what I'm saying? I understand he didn't play a, a huge role like in the in the Super Bowl, but like I feel like his presence on the field opened the floor for other people. So if you think people like Antonio Brown and and uh, an older Antonio Brown and like Scotty Miller and like Chris Johnson or, or Tyler Johnson are going to step up next year, 
I mean, then you could see it. But then also you got to take into consideration names like Indomitian Sue. Like he was on a one-year deal. Like stuff like that. Like, do you think they could, those people could be replaced and they could still be effective? Like they could still get back. I think it's a lot more, I feel a lot more worried about the Tampa Bay Buccaneers as a team than the, than the Chiefs, to be honest. No, yeah, absolutely. The Chiefs are going to get their roster back. They're just under contract. Besides the couple linemen that are under, basically going to go to the free agency. You don't know if they're going to come back or not. But other than that, their offense is going to come back without the opt-outs. So they'll be pretty much the same team. The Bucks, you you, you got to wonder how they're going to do it, how they're going to finagle the money. Because you already yeah. said they're all under your deal. Shaq Barrett's not putting in the franchise tag again. I, yeah. I don't think I don't see him doing it. Not yeah. not twice where he just had two dominating seasons, especially as a, as a sack leader. No, there's no way. Not to mention see, the fact he was an undrafted player. Yeah, I don't see Levante David taking another pay cut. I don't see it happening. Um, yeah. Mike Evans is talking about he'll reduce his contract to make sure Chris Godwin gets paid, but I don't see Chris Godwin taking a franchise tag. There's I, I, there's no point in taking a franchise tag because he's still young. He's still a good receiver. He's putting up numbers regular season he didn't get to do as much during the Super Bowl but then again he had some great Super Bowl uh some great playoff games Antonio Brown he, he could probably come back on another one-year deal like again you give Antonio Brown a one-year five million I don't think a lot of other teams are going to really compete for you more than five maybe seven million for him because just of like you don't know what's going on off the court his court date that off the field his court date got pushed back to now December so he was able to play the season relatively because of the fact that COVID ha- kind of helped him with his court date. But now that's getting pushed back to next season. You don't know how that's going to go. You know how he's going to plead and stuff like that. So there's always that issue coming along. Dominic Sue, he might retire. He might he might decide to play on the field. He might retire. And then there's just like just so many other variables and factors going on with the Buccaneers. Like they're going to have to play basically day by day after the draft. They'll see where they're going. Cap space wise, they have around thirty million, so they can make some moves. But they might want to go younger too and bring in some pieces that help them even after just winning this Super Bowl, help them get back there in the next year, the year after that, and the year after that. So I don't know. I don't know if it's going to be the exact same team, but they can, they relatively still have a shot to get back to the Super Bowl again. So, dang, those are definitely uh, sound points. Uh, actually, I wanted to also swing another question to you guys. So, basically, coming into the Super Bowl, they were they were making claims about whether or not if uh, if Patrick Mahomes had lost to Tom Brady, how would his legacy be as like as a quarterback, as a winning quarterback? Will he ever have the uh, chance ever to pass Tom Brady? I just felt like those were just pretty overwhelming, like you know, expectations for some of those that made those comments. That though, you know, like I just felt like. Not to diminish Patrick Mahomes, like he's definitely talented. I you you guys think he'll win more than one Super Bowl, right? I think he'll win one, one or two more. But I'm just saying, like, what, like, what do you think that does to Patrick Mahomes? Uh, you know, his, his whole legacy and his future. Like, what do you think that happens to him? Uh, I don't think Mahomes' legacy is as is as impacted as people want to make it out to be. Like, I I think he'll definitely end up being in the goat conversation, given the like if he wins another one. Definitely, but he could always he could he could end up like a Marino like he could he could like if he doesn't want another ring, like he could end up as one of those guys who won one one and put up great numbers and never got back to the mountaintop. Now, do I think he'll win another one? I think so. Um, but to say he's not going to be in the goat conversation because he lost to the greatest winningest quarterback of, of all time is ridiculous. Like, there's been plenty of quarterbacks. Like, Brady's beaten every great quarterback you can think of, you know. Like, he's already beaten them. Maybe not in the Super Bowl, but he's beaten them 
in a past tweet. Look at this postseason. He beat Breeze, Mahomes, Rodgers, like in the same postseason. Like, come on, the, the guy is just an anomaly. As far as Mahomes goes, I don't think this this impacts his legacy at all. Like, it's no shame in losing to the GOAT, you know? I kind of like to make a point to Chris's, uh, to the point Chris made as being one of those quarterbacks that won only one championship but put up great numbers. And the guy, the first guy I think of uh, that comes to mind is Aaron Rodgers, who won one championship and he's put up great numbers. He's obviously an undeniable talent. He's going to be a Hall of Famer. And if Pat Mahomes does, does end up uh, winning only one championship, then yeah, he'll fall into that category. But me personally, I definitely see him uh, winning more just because I think he's going to have that core around him for a long time. Uh, he's locked up. He's locked up there for like another nine years. I'm I'm almost uh, certain that Travis uh, Travis Kelsey and Tyreek Hill have contracts going out for a couple uh, for a couple more years, and they're just going to keep things together around him. And his his talent is undeniable. He's going to find a way to get his team there. Okay, those are definitely some sound points. I mean, oh Jared, you had something you wanted to say something. So y'all y'all make an argument that he'll he'll win chips. Yeah, sure, he can win a couple more chips, but. The GOAT conversation will change now because the, the difference between Mahomes and Brady now is, or like, you, let's make this go synopsis wise to let's go to the NBA. The reason why people always say LeBron will never catch Jordan, no matter how many rings he'll get, et cetera, because Jordan, what Jordan did, how great Jordan was. But if LeBron had a chance to play Jordan in the finals, like literally play him in the finals, and LeBron had beat Jordan in the finals, that had changed the whole conversation. The narrative would have been changed. LeBron might now, like, everybody's mindset might shift to where LeBron's now the GOAT, whereas that is now more skewed where Jordan's still, everybody's still, there's a lot of people that still have Jordan as a GOAT, and then they're making the argument for LeBron. Patrick Holmes had the chance to beat the greatest of all time in the Super Bowl. Like, Tom Brady's the greatest. You're in the air where he's old, sure, but you can still play him. You're playing the great. LeBron never got to play Jordan in the finals or in, in the championship, in the series, whatever. Patrick Holmes had a chance to do it, and if he had beaten him, it'll kind of solidify himself as being in the greatest of all conversations. And all he had to do was basically catch Tom Brady in rings or just putting these astounding numbers that you guys are saying he's going to have, which I believe he will have. But that uh, changed the whole conversation where now it had been Tom versus Patrick, who's the greatest of all time. When, when Tom Brady retires and Patrick continues to just keep winning, that win he would have had against Tom Brady if he had gotten it would have changed the narrative completely where they could say you could make the argument that he has surpassed Brady. Now that he lost, and if he if he gets a chance to get a rematch, it might that conversation might change. But if he doesn't, if he never gets a chance to rematch Tom Brady in the Super Bowl, the conversation will always be: it doesn't matter how many rings Mahomes wins, he won't surpass Tom Brady for being the goat because he lost to the goat. So I, I don't know. I mean, I think he's going to win a couple more, but you, you basically succeeded to the fact now that he'll always be the number two. He'll be the number two goat. He'll he'll be the he'll be the greatest QB. And he might become the best QB. But Tom Brady will always be solidified as the GOAT now because he just beat Patrick Mahomes, who's the young up-and-comer. Oh, man, that that's really – I'm like, that's definitely true, though. Like, you brought up some great points. I didn't even realize it. I mean, Greg, you, are you, do you agree with him or you think a little otherwise? No, I, I, I agree. I really didn't have much to add. I think, um, I think it's pretty much over, to be honest, like when it comes to – when it comes to not Patrick Mahomes being in the conversation for one of the best ever, but Patrick Mahomes potentially being the best ever, because I think he was on a trajectory where, don't get me wrong, Patrick Mahomes is a Super Bowl MVP, two time, is a, a MVP and has been to the Super Bowl two times within a three-year period period of being a full-time starter. 
but that's great. But at the end of the day, like to, to Jared's point, you don't like you just play someone that beats you at a time where he's not even considered the he's considered the goat. Yes, but he's not even at his athletic peak, and he still beat you. You know what I'm saying? Like, and he had a great game. You know, he was flawless in his execution. You know what I'm saying? So the only way I feel like Patrick Mahomes could get in a – it could be a conversation again is if they meet up next year and Patrick Mahomes beats Tom Brady. But it, even if he wins another championship next year and Tom Brady doesn't get to the Super Bowl, like that specific action of, of Patrick Mahomes beating Tom Brady in a Super Bowl needs to happen for them to – for it to be a conversation again. Because if they go one and one, that's one thing. But for you to lose to a 43-year-old man who's, who's the starting quarterback while you're in your physical prime, nah, bro. Let Jordan beat LeBron in, at 40. And LeBron is, is, is Miami Heat LeBron. You crazy. No, man. You know what, man? I just like, like out, out of all of his Super Bowls, I feel like this one was just probably the most impactful because he beat it Aaron Rodgers. And man, Aaron Rodgers. I mean, I feel like Aaron Rodgers' legacy. He know he's a he's a Hall of Famer, right? You know, he's one of the greatest quarterbacks inside the game. You guys agree with that, right? But I just feel like, man, he he crushed two high quality level like franchise quarterbacks back to back. Like they weren't. That just made I think the best Super Bowl. You guys, don't you guys think this was his best Super Bowl? Who Brady's? Yeah, Tom Brady's. Like, don't you think this one was? And then at his age too. Obviously, I mean, he's he. This is probably his most prolific super. I mean, other than like that, he's won. Other than the one he put up better numbers in the, the game he lost. Yeah, I'm gonna say his best Super Bowl. His was best Super Bowl, yeah, like, dude. Won. He broke the Huge. record for most yards in uh, Super Bowl. Like his, 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 his wait, performance wait. in this game I don't is care. ridiculous. We won. Nah, you're wilding. The best game Tom Brady ever played was definitely on, that Falcons game. Oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're right. That was his best What? You're right. You're talking about 28-3 in the third quarter? But, but you, you got to realize, his first half was, was garbage. Bro, that's, what I'm, that's why it's the greatest performance ever. He put up. He put well, up I, mm. starter numbers in three in, – in, in the end of a third quarter and fourth quarter. Then some That's people – That's the line that people Yes. I agree. I give you that. Against the reigning MVP and Julio Jones. But no. as, as okay. start to finish, his best statistical game was the game against the Eagles. 505 no, no, no. yards and three touchdowns. But we won the game, Jerry. Stop bringing that That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. But man, he broke on, history for most yards in the Super Bowl with five. And that history is going to be a it's giant L. Like, it's a giant broke. L. Okay, if if he had won the game, you got it. But he did what he did against the Falcons. Let's say he puts up four hundred yards. I forget what his stats are. Say he puts up four hundred yards and he loses. Then we're just competing. Which one was the better L? But the brother won. You know what I'm saying? In that Falcons game, in the third quarter, down twenty five. Like, bro, OD. And I think he had 466 yards and three touchdowns, I think, that game? I don't know. I, I'll look it up. But yeah. I, I think, it, you know what I'm saying, we're, we're really comparing apples to oranges. 
when it comes to when it comes to which one's better. He did break all those statistical records, but it's an L, and he threw for over four hundred. I know he yes, threw for over four hundred. So it was four touchdowns, one, one interception. Yeah, I think you understand where the winners, the winners say everything's right. So we won. Oh, I mean, yeah, he was one. Oh, yeah, all right, yeah, yeah. I know you got to make you got to continue. You you put up numbers, like you you put up numbers. I gotta, you put up numbers. Yo, Kyrie, Kyrie, I'm so confused. If you just put up numbers, but the end result, you just like, oh, I'm I'm just trying to make make this make sense because it's your best game, though. Look at Devin Booker. With Devin Booker, was seventy one? He yeah. lost that game. They got lost. He lost. He lost. He put up seventy one. He lost my dumb. Oh my! But he put up seventy one. Like that's your best game. Like what? What? what, what you wow. can't say that's not his best game. His best game was a seventy one point game. Like great, great. You, you, you can ask him, yo, what's your best I ever game? I disagree. I disagree. Tell him, Greg. Like, like, Tell him. like Bradley Beal has had a sixty point game, oh, a fifty point game. And like in 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 his top his top five performances in terms of total total numbers have all been L's. You think I remember the performances? But at the end of the day, an L literally puts a, a scarlet letter on those performances, bro. Bradley Beal literally sat in the press conference and was like, "Yeah, bro, like all my top performances, I don't even care about them because I lost all of them." That's you like you can't spell Bill without one big L. All right, wow. that's Bradley Beal. No, wow, stop that. that stop that. 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 Stop no, 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 he's said? not. For no, no, he's not. For no, 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 for let's say let's say three to four more years, he's he's in the Hall of Fame. He's in the Hall of Fame. Bradley Bill isn't even Bradley Bill isn't even a top ten, top ten player at certain points in the league. Like he's he's so he get lost in the salt. He's. Above bro, average, the is averaging over thirty average. a game nah, on a team nah, that wins. Above oh, on a team oh, that wait, wins they, twenty games a year, who cares? Greg, That's not all. Twenty though. games a year. What? What? John Wall has ACL and his Achilles. Who is he playing with? Come on. That's not. I played again. I played the Wizards in 2K, and Bongo was giving me buckets. Come on, bro. He's dragging it. He's dragging it. I don't understand. I don't understand, bro. 2K as your reference? Come on. All right, listen. I'm just saying, like, who's really on the court? That's all right. I'm supposed to get 30 with Rui? Come on, bro. Stop. You got to stop. You got to stop. Listen, you gotta Bradley, stop, Bradley Bill is, is very good. He's very good. He ain't bro, home. He not even close on. Stop, stop, stop. Kyrie, 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 wait, Kyrie, do you think Bradley Bill's uh, future Hall of Famer? So look, 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 Bradley Bill is my man. Bradley Bill is my man. I oh, I him. forgot. You're Bradley Bill fan. I should have asked you. I, I and I would say he, he's not a Hall of Famer yet, but it's because he hasn't been able to to do much. He hasn't been able to. He hasn't been able to take his team far. Well, he's got a couple All Star appearances, but maybe All NBA. No, he only got like one. One. That, he, that's only got, he, he only got one, only and they didn't give it to him last year, even though he was leading the league. Exactly. In that's because of to, Greg, to Greg's point. Look at the team he's on. I've been saying that the past three years since John Wall's been out. Like, bro, like, come on, like, we go Bear made thirteen last year. Like, what are we doing? 
What is going on? Like, come on. Yeah, really going. Yeah, really going. Bill's been in the league. He's leading the league in scoring right now on that team, on one of the worst teams in the league. He's leading the league. Hey, come on. He's dropping 60 and taking L's on the regular. L. Oh, big up. My thing is, you can't, listen, you can't listen. blame all his shortcomings on him. As so, far Kyrie, as so what I listen, Kyrie, so sum it all up. You you was good with Bradley Bill as a huge all of famer. You disgust me. Okay, but we're going to go to wow. the next time. <laughs> it's called hate. It's called hate. And I didn't listen. think I could smell it through Zoom, but it's I can't. It's not hate, bro. It's not hate. Wait, I'm no, a big fan no, of his. No, I'm, no, not, I'm not talking about no, I'm talking no, about Kyrie, you lost. You lost all my respect, Kyrie. But, Greg, I, I still got your back, bro. I still got your back when it comes to Bradley. Oh, you, oh, you Appreciate cool, you, bro. Sure. All right, listen, listen, listen. Let's go to the next topic. It's, it's still football. We're still in football. J.J. Watt, uh, recently big news. The Texans have released him. It was kind of surprising. I didn't. I thought they were going to trade him instead of releasing him, but I guess that makes sense, or, or, or does it not? And, you know, and what team do you guys would hope he, he's able to sign to, and what team would give him the best chance to, to like, compete for a Super Bowl? Like, what, like who want to? Uh, I'll start. If if you as for me, that's two different questions. The team that gives them the best chance to win the Super Bowl is probably Tampa Bay. Like if we're being honest. The team mm. I would like to see him play for, if you if if in my heart, I would love to see him on the Steelers. You know, you've got TJ Watt, you got JJ Watt. I feel like that writes itself. That team, I said Cleveland. I said Cleveland is a big possibility. They wouldn't they could use a Cleveland JJ Watt. Put him next to Miles yeah. Garrett. That wouldn't be bad. That I think. Be bad. Nah. I think if I'm Cleveland, I'm pushing for him hard. You got to compete against Roethlisberger. You got to compete against uh, Lamar Jackson. I mean, I mean, I mean, I mean, Roethlisberger is not really a threat of a quarterback now. He, but, he, but he can he can sit back there and dot people up. He did that all throughout this year. He just sat back there and and threw five yards to Juju. Like you're going to have to disrupt that. And I'll talk about Juju. He's an embarrassment. Juju might not even be on the team next year. But I'm I'm saying if you if you're in Pittsburgh, you're trying to okay, I'm a I'm gonna throw it 10 yards to Deontay Johnson or something like that. Like I need if I'm Cleveland, I need somebody to compete against Lamar. I need somebody to compete against Roethlisberger. I need somebody to compete against Mahomes. I need somebody to compete against Josh Allen. Like there's a lot of great quarterback there's a lot of good quarterbacks in the AFC. So you're gonna need a pass rusher. If I'm Cleveland, I'm going after them hard. Green Bay could be a possibility. But I think if if you're asking me what's the best team like for him, I want to see him on. It's Pittsburgh. The story writes itself with his brothers. The best team that give him the best chance to win a Super Bowl next year is probably Tampa Bay. Okay, man. Okay, that's great. Uh, that's Chris's response. I like it. Come on, Jerry, talk to me because he uh, he mentioned the team that I was going to pick. Oh, okay, go ahead, Kyrie. You can start well, he, and then Jerry. He was start. The Green Bay Packers and the Packers was the first team that came to mind because I know JJ Watt is actually from Wisconsin. And come to find out, he's actually pretty cool with Aaron Rodgers. And I think he'll just give that Green Bay Packers a defense an extra boost that they kind of need to make that one last push or a few last pushes while Aaron Rodgers is playing towards the end, tail end of his career. He really he really wants to stay there. There was speculation after the, uh, after the postseason of Aaron Rodgers possibly wanting to trade or wanting to leave. But he's made it clear, it seems like, that he wants to stay there. I think J.J. Watt, that will kind of make up for drafting Jordan Love in the second round or whichever round, uh, their backup quarterback, his successor pretty much. I think that'll make it up for him a little bit, but they'll also have to go out and get some weapons for him too. Oh, okay, Jerry. I I, I love Kyrie's response. Go ahead, Jerry. So get talk to me. Um, I like the release. I'm just gonna start with that. I wasn't surprised. <laughs> I knew it was gonna happen. I'm just saying. You you mentioned earlier. You said you thought he was gonna trade him. Um, trading him, and no team was taking that trade. 
because JJ Watt was old this season at like when the season was started, 17 and a half million guaranteed. No team picking that up. There's I was no talking team about Aaron Rodgers when they was talking about trading. No, 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 no. Uh, Colin mentioned when, during the when he started the segment, he thought they might get traded instead of releasing him, but no, nah, no team oh, was picking up 17 and a half million guaranteed for JJ Watt. I'm not doing it. I, I know how good he is, but I'm not taking 17 and a half million guaranteed. And if he gets nah, hurt, I still yeah. got to pay him. That's a lot. Um, his release was expected. This team's dysfunctional. You know, you we don't know where where they're going. They're going up or down. So I will, no, no, no. Yeah, they're, they're going down. We know where they're going down. Down. So like where. right now, it's it's basically the Texans and the Eagles competing for dysfunctionality. So we'll see who wins that one. But if I was, I got two teams. I one team I would hate to see them go to, and the other I'm like I wouldn't be surprised. My first team I would mention is the Buffalo Bills. I think the Buffalo Bills would be a great fit for him. They've, they're hmm, I, I, never, they're I, I, I never thought of them. I never thought of them as an option. Yeah, if you just look at what they have, they have young defensive pieces. You add him as a veteran, put him next to an Ed Oliver. You put him next to, uh, I think they have a Kyle Williams. Like, they have so many guys. Jerry Hughes there. Like, they have so many guys on the defensive line. You just add him, it's just going to help bolster their defense. And it just makes them better because they're already a playoff team. It just You just help get another interior force, somebody that can stop the run and pressure the QB. That's huge, and they have the cash base to get them because all their guys are young on rookie deals still. And then the other team I will mention is a team that needs a defensive lineman so badly. Like Chris just mentioned how the Browns can use another one to go with Miles Garrett. The Dallas Cowboys can really use a defensive lineman. If the Dallas Cowboys were to go after J.J. Watt, I wouldn't be surprised because they this season alone, they were one of the worst in run defense. They could not stop the run. They were solid in pass defense, but in the run defense, they were terrible. They were allowing around six yards per carry. You add J.J. Watt with the Demarcus Lawrence. They might bring back a Gerald McCoy. Who knows? But you bring him on that defensive line, that's a huge piece for them. That's an interior presence that you need, somebody that can stop the run, and he's going to pressure the QB, which they were not getting any sacks last season. I think that would be good, especially when you're talking about how they're potentially trying to restructure Dak's deal and bring him back. That offense was good last season. You bring them back, the Dallas Cowboys can make some, some moves if you bring in a, a great Pro Bowl player in J.J. Watt. Uh, well, I'm definitely, so, I definitely like that response. Point, Greg. Sorry, no, you good. I was gonna say, um, I think, that, like, uh, like Chris said, I think it's about like where he should, where he should go if he wants to win his championship, versus like where he could, go, like where I feel like he could be the most productive. I think if he wants to win a championship and still have some level of productiveness. I think he should try to sign with the uh, with the Seattle Seahawks because I think Seattle. I look at Seattle and Seattle got a. Um, they traded. They just got Carlos Dunlap off of like they got picked him up last season, and I think the brother that was playing on the opposite side remind me if I'm wrong. I think his name's like Mawa Mayawa or something like that. Like it's something like Randall Bull. Like you know what I'm saying? He like. If they're they're trying to, I mean, Pete Carroll's a defensive guy, and they're trying to bolster their defense because for that first half of the season they were whack, and they kind of brought it together towards the end, and they were like respectable. But I think he is a like a team captain that can galvanize the team and help and help uh, sure up that right end of of the defense that right defensive end position. Um, and then for some reason, when I think about in terms of like where I could just see him being productive, for some reason, if they keep Matt Ryan. I could see him like potentially going to the Falcons because I think the Falcons have a defense that really just need a leader. And I think if they keep Matt Ryan, I think they could try to jack 
they could try to jack it like, yo, like we're trying to win a championship with this team, Julio Jones, you know what I'm saying? We're in a win now mode and we just don't have the defense and we know getting a crucial piece like you can help us like get back to, to that Super Bowl that we were so close to a couple years ago. Okay, man, and that, that I definitely like that response. It's something, well, this is the last topic before we go on to the NBA. Uh, so I'm looking at Carson Wentz, uh, the situation, the mess we're in right now. I mean, like, so what do you guys think we should even do? Trade him? Should we just let him give him one more chance? You know, like, what, like what's your guys' opinion on that? Yo, man, you, I, you ain't I, telling me we was talking about Wentz. I thought I thought we was avoiding the Eagles. I thought today. we was avoiding the Eagles. I thought we wasn't oh, talking man. about the oh, Eagles. Oh, man. Wow. Wow. It's like that. Oh. Wow. That's oh. embarrassing. That's embarrassing. Wow. We're not even going to talk about it. Bro, bro, it come on, Greg. Greg, Greg, Greg you're now, not going to back me up, bro. Greg, I mean, you going to back me up, Greg? I mean, listen, bro. I, I'm not going to hold you. I ain't never heard you say this, this was going to be a topic, but hey, bro. Hey man, same man. You the host. Uh, right. We can talk about it. Listen, I get. I start off right now. Right. There is no way in hell the Eagles really thought they was getting two first round picks for Carson Wentz. Crack. I like the logic. I like. Crack. It. But as an analyst, come on, dude. As a fan, sure. I'm like, yo, Carson Wentz was like four, five, five. Shoot, I yeah, take it. But if as an analyst, you watch the game of football, no, there's no way. He's regressed, even coming from the injury. Even having a good end of the season last season, he's regressed. Uh, one first-round pick, I could say you could squeeze that out, sure. Especially if it was a future first. Future first in the NFL aren't as high a commodity as future first in the NBA because you don't know where a team could be in the NFL. Games, teams end up – something could end up happening. They could make – they could win a division. Injuries can occur, whatever. You don't know what's going to happen. So a future first, you could potentially make the argument. But right now, the highest you can get for Carson Wentz, if you were just say, hey, we're going to give you a package. Is a second second round picks are about the highest you can go. I'm hearing that the Colts had offered two second round picks and potentially a third for Carson Wentz. And I'm like, that's not bad. I, I would consider that if I'm the Eagles, especially when you're talking about how much you just gave Carson Wentz salary wise, 180 million. He's got a lot of it upfront guaranteed. There's not like this is so hard to trade him because we paid him so much. And the Eagles are trying to do the opposite of what the Rams did, which was the Rams basically gave away picks. So somebody would take Goff's contract. He was to try and give up Wedge's contract, but get picks in return is so hard to do. Oh no. I think I don't know why we even talk about Carson Woods. I think it like out of all the QBs that are out there, I think he's in the worst. I think he's the like I would if I were a franchise, if I'm a franchise right now with a QB that I have to move, he's the QB that is he's the he's the the he's the team, the Eagles are in the worst position with because their asset is Carson Wentz, and that's basically like a ticking time bomb. And he's been a ticking time bomb for a while. I really think the real the steal is whoever gets Sam Darnold if they don't bring back Sam Darnold. I'm telling you, I think Sam Darnold. Plus, because not only even the fact that just talent alone, the brother is still on his rookie deal. So if he doesn't even ball out this year, it's not even going. It's not even going to be worth anything to you next year. And if he sucks, then that just means you got to have a high draft pick for next year. You know what I'm saying? So like you could for the Colts, you could use a one year experiment, get Sam Darnold, and if it doesn't work out, well, then you know for next year you just got to get a, a quarterback. You know what I'm saying? But with Carson Wentz, like I just don't get it. Like I don't, I don't get where you, where you, where you, like I feel like he's on a high throne right now. You know what I'm saying? And I just, I just don't get it. Like, like. You're not good. <laughs> See, the thing is, 
the thing is, like, Wentz looks bad because he looked so <laughs> he good in, 20, in 2017. He looked, like, great. He looked borderline, like, MVP. Oh, so he was, he was MVP that season. Okay, yeah, he was MVP. Like we know, but bro, we know. I was there. I, hold on, but bro, if I go, if I go, yo, bro, like, let's say, let's say, let's say I'm big boned it, right? But I go, yo, bro, as recently as 2017, I was mad skinny, bro. That was four years ago. I get it. Like, but you know what I'm saying? Like, sports is different. People hold on to the idea that you can fix a friend, like you can fix this player. But Carson went to 29. He's only 20. He's about to turn 28. He's 27. Here's my thing. Here's my thing. He's in his prime. I I look at Carson Wentz when I and I look at a brother like let's say for instance Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill. We thought Ryan Tannehill was done, buns, hot garbage. You know what I'm saying? We didn't give a a two licks about him, bro. But at the end of the day, the brother was playing with Adam Gase. Like, come on, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? But if you look at like look at Tannehill. In Tennessee, it's a completely different player. And I think that's what teams are banking on is that that change of scenery will help, you know, that player be the best player he can be. I'm not saying Tannehill is an MVP talent. I'm not saying that. But Tannehill was a top 15 pick in the league at one point, you know. So I'm, I'm not saying that Wentz is a top I'm – I'm not saying Wentz is a top five quarterback. Yeah. I'm saying Wentz is an above average quarterback at this point that teams think that if you give them the right pieces and you put the things around them, he can be a, he can be good enough. He has some playmaking ability. We've seen it. Like maybe he's trying to do too much and that's what caused a lot of his turnovers. I, you could argue that like, if he had just kind of played it safe, it would have been better. But, you know, I, I honestly don't think he's going to end up getting traded. Like I, as, as weird as it sounds, I think the Eagles have dug themselves in this position where it's either going to be their GM or their quarterback. And the longer they go without trading them, I feel like gives him more power for what I, like, like, I don't think that they're so quick to try to move on from as they want to make it seem like they are. Like, yeah, maybe like, like I get there. Like they want to see like, oh yeah, we have this blockbuster deal. We're going to get rid of them. Like, of course, anybody can be moved for the right price. But (laughs) do they really, I don't think the Eagles really think that Hertz is the answer either. You know, like, so I think they're in this position where they got to choose and they don't really have a clear cut option. I just want to put it out there. Don't be surprised if they do trade once the six, the number six pick, they take a QB. I wouldn't. Don't be. We, you know who our GM is. You've seen what he's done in previous drafts. Don't be surprised. Listen, the fields are still available. They please, take Trey Lance is there. They take it. Fire, Howie. Yo, well, Howie Roseman is so garbage, bro. It's so, disgusting. But no, Chris, you made a great point. So garbage. It's the right, GM. Hold on, hold on. Bro, I can't. Be, so... If I was bad at my job, I would get fired. Like I don't get it. I just don't this get it. You know, he set bro. the standard. He set this high standard for what Wench is bro. worth. That's not getting a deal done because the deal should have been imminent this week. It should have been imminent this week. We should have got a deal done because the longer you wait, you already mentioned Sam Darnold. If he doesn't get picked up, well, that's a free agent that a lot of teams will go after. Bro, I, 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 I just have a question. I have a question. Why wouldn't the Eagles try to move Hurts and see what they can get for Hurts? Because you, 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 you're not getting – as what you want for Wentz, you could potentially get for Wentz. You're not getting a lot for Hurts. Like, well, Hurts well, was drafted well, in a second round as a second round pick. You're not so getting what? a second round pick. So back. what? 
You don't think a team? Think why would? Why wouldn't a team? He says so. Fire, why wouldn't a team try to go for Hurts, a younger, more ex- maybe more explosive, has you, taken less hits? No, fair. You could have made that argument after the first game, but after the the next, and then even after the Cardinals game, for them last two games, I'm not gonna lie. He okay, bad. yeah, the last two games they played. They he played the. He lost to the Cowboys. Lost they, the Cowboys. He made the Cowboys defense look good. And he lost. How he, bad you got to be to make the Cowboys? Think about how bad you got to be in that game to make the I Cowboys. Could, I could probably go good. out there and put probably score on the Cowboys. And then, then, then again, it's he the put numbers up seventeen points tanked in the he second tanked quarter. Against and he the, did uh, the Washington football team too. We tanked. So he, he didn't. He didn't tank. Doug pulled the we plug. We tanked as a team. Doug pulled the plug, but not Doug pulled the plug. Not Doug pulled the plug. I'm crying. Listen, I'm telling you, um, I just, I just, I can't, there's levels to how inept I think Kyle Roseman is as a GM. Very. Like, when everybody tells you, yo, draft Justin Jefferson, and then you draft Jalen Rager, and Justin Jefferson puts up 1,400 yards, breaking an all-time, all-time rookie record, it's, it's one thing when no one, it doesn't even seem like people are going to draft a brother like Jalen Hurts in the second, don't disrespect, love Jalen Hurts to death. I don't know if he's going to get drafted in the second round. He was giving me third round vibes. And you drafted him in the second round because and you, you have stepped, a quarterback. Yes. And they, because, and your rationale is oh, one time we were about to get Russell Wilson and then the Seahawks came in and took him. And so I didn't want that situation to happen this time. So I decided to take him. What? What the big difference is, you had no quarterback at the time. Like, bro, like, I don't understand. I don't understand how someone can try to be the smartest person in the room. He tries to be the smartest person in the room at uh, like all the time. I think he makes the dumbest decisions. I think Jeffrey Lurie should honestly just sell the team, he should just sell it to just only black own black leadership only. And I think we just take up a minority stake in the company and just sit in on the on the executive board meeting. This man Greg's wild. I'm just, I'm, no, I'm no, 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 no. He 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 got he got some thought. For, you know, talk to me after the show. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know what I'm saying? They don't see yeah, the vision. Yeah, yo. I just, I you just know what I'm saying? They don't see the vision. You know what I'm saying? They just I hate to put a damper on your vision, but the Eagles haven't had a black defensive coordinator or offensive coordinator <laughs> in 13 years. That's, that's come on. Yeah, Todd yeah, Bowles was the last on, Eagles now. defensive coordinator. No, no. That was, black. that was 10 years ago. Like, I'm just like, you know, we, we don't, we clearly don't hire those. So. Bro, we wouldn't even promote Deuce Staley. <laughs> Dude Staley has been running Deuce Staley was the only back. person that wanted the job. Dude Staley has been coordinating that running game for like 10 years. And he Deuce has Staley not been made Boston work. Scott look presentable. Stop. I don't, did we, I don't remember us giving Eric Bannemi an interview either. So, again, we saw where... The, I hate this place. Bro. Bro, I hate it here. Who is I hate it? it. You hate it? I mean, dude, you can, all right. Oh, well. Cesario, bro. We, gave you, we gave you facts. We just gave oh, we just thanks. gave Italian brothers opportunity after opportunity to lead this franchise. If it is is is, is overweight brothers or 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 Italian brothers, that's it. You go from buddy. Was Dougie Ryan, Italian? Huh? Was Dougie? Right, he Italian? gives me Italian vibes, bro. Come he on. got that. Sh- he, never mind. Let me stop. I'm gonna... Come on, bro. He got to be Italian. And then you give you go you give you go from Buddy Ryan to a brother like Buddy Ryan to uh to what's the name of the bull uh Andy Reid. 
You know what I'm saying? Like you missed a couple coaches in the middle, but that's no, all. we did, but they're irrelevant. Um, they didn't do too high. Buddy Rose was black. I'm saying, but he went like one in thirteen. Like that's why we had. That's how we got Donovan McNabb. God bless. Love him to death, though. Hope he does well. All right. All right. All right let's, let's, let's move on. Yeah, let's definitely move on. You guys was pretty fierce with that one. All right, we're going to make a transition to the NBA. Uh, so a lot of stuff for the NBA. But first, we're going to talk about the All-Star game, which supposedly may or may not happen. Uh, uh, probably, and it's looking like it might happen. A lot of uh, players, their voice to discomfort with it, especially De'Aaron Fox. He said it was just plain stupid. I don't know if he got fined for it, but when I saw it, it was pretty funny. I mean, like, just, just tell me, like, what's your thoughts? Should the NBA even have an all, All-Star game despite the COVID-19? So I, I, I'm going to start off on this one. So, like you said, Colin, we've seen De'Aaron Fox speak out about it. We've seen LeBron James speak out about it, and a lot of people follow the suit, like Giannis Antetokounmpo. Um, Kawhi Leonard went out and said he feels like the NBA is putting money over safety, which, which may, it seems like it may be the case at this point. And my whole thing is, if the players don't want to have it, then just don't have it. Just save it. That's that's my thing because if we've gotten so much bad, we have we've gotten a lot of bad quality All Star games prior to the last two years where they they where they increased the incentives. Prior to the last two years, the All Star games were so unwatchable to me, and it was just it was just strictly offense. The players didn't really seem like really seem to care that much. They just they were just there for like to show up. And my thing is, if you force an All Star game this year where the players obviously don't want one, you're going to get another bad product. And on top of that, I, I kind of feel where Kawhi Leonard's coming from as far as saying the NBA's, he feels as though the NBA's putting profits over over their safety. And that's and I can I could agree with that because the NBA All-Star Games in Atlanta this year. Atlanta's one of the, the entertainment capitals of, of the US and pretty much everything is open out there, which which is uh, which is attractions to NBA players outside of the the which McCall. Yeah, there might be bubble restrictions and stuff like that, but we've seen guys aren't listening. Guys are still catching COVID, and we've seen it today with the Charlotte Hornets. They missed three players. They had had to call up some guys from the G League because players are still getting knocked out with COVID. So I feel like if the players are are like are worried about it and they don't want to play, they're not enthusiastic about it. I just feel like there shouldn't be an All Star game. It sucks. We we would love to see one like we do every year, along with the dunk contest and three point contest. But I just don't see the point of having it if the, if the participation and the effort's not there. Hey, Kyrie, you made some really solid points. I was thinking, anyway, the All-Star game won't even be that, you know, it, it, it won't be that entertaining like it was last year because cause prior to that, the NBA All-Star game hadn't been that entertaining since what? Like 2011, 2012, right? right? Gonna, so it's not going to be a crowd. There's going to be a limited crowd. Right, exactly. So I didn't feel like the NBA All-Star game was even really should should have even been considering when it considered pop, you know, popularity and everything like that. I mean, but that's just my opinion. I mean, so what do you think about that, Greg? I mean, Chris. Uh, yeah, I, I agree with the with what Kyrie said. There's no point in having this game if the effort isn't going to be there. If the if people are just going to bow out because of COVID, like having that dunk contest at halftime and stuff like, hey, come on, man, let's, no, let's, dunk contest at halftime. That was the worst. Let's not even. Let's not oh, even. Man. Cause you, cause you know. Because they're gonna have the All Star game in Atlanta, right? You're gonna have all these. You're gonna have all these players out there. Everybody gonna get COVID. Then you're gonna have a whole new a whole situation where you gotta, you know, players ain't gonna like LeBron ain't gonna play for two weeks. The you know Kawhi ain't gonna play. Come on, let's avoid all this. We don't need the All Star game this year. 
We'll we'll do it again next year when everything's a little bit safer and and this pandemic has died down a little bit. There's no need. It's a it's a money it's a money thing. Do like what 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 the NFL did with the Pro Bowl. Just kind of do a little ceremony and and keep moving. Like stop it. Or if things are better by the time the end of the season comes or right before the postseason, do it then. If things are better at that point, do it then. You don't even need to do like like you said. Who do we even pay attention to the off? Like I know last year it was you know because of Kobe and everything. It was a tribute type thing. So people paid attention. People played a little bit harder. But do people really watch the All-Star game? It, it hasn't been watching. Yeah, I know you watch the All-Star game, but do you really I mean, I mean, pay I mean, attention? Do you really like, are you emotionally well, invested in the All-Star game? Huh. All right, never mind. Okay, listen. Listen, I was talking about last year was the last time Jamie entertaining was the last four, what, four or five minutes in the game. I was like, man, had they, had they played like this from the beginning like they used to back in the early 2000s? You know, in the early 2010s and 1990s, and you know, stop. I rewatched, I watched the All Star game from like 2002. People romanticize it because they ain't playing no defense there either. All right. People like to talk about, oh, it was AI and Kobe and, and Kevin Gardner. Yeah, they was out there playing the same game. It was 150 <laughs> to 148. I don't want to stop. But it looked more competitive. It oh. looked, it sure, it looked great. It, they weren't right. doing anything. But I felt no. Nah, I felt like the you know those, those All Star games now are worse than than prior to the old. Sure. Definitely. Maybe because you like. No. I think it's because you're more aware of it. Like no, no, there were too many top defenders back, in, and the defense was really and, and the hand checking wasn't like you could really guard defense. Yeah. Whatever. I, I, I think that's, a, that's a crutch. That's a. Crutch. Uh, it's not a crutch. No, oh. it's a crutch. Oh, Jerry, listen, this guy, the quality, Jared, come the quality on, of recent All Star um, games haven't been up to par. Jerry, is that a crush? They haven't. But I'm not saying come like come don't so don't get up here and talk about the, the early two thousands all star games with anything special. Hey, Jerry, come on, speak some sense right, here, man. So, come on. Uh, um Jerry can't speak no sense to me. Stop it. Oh, um, what? Stop. I mean the early two thousand games, Chris the, the, Chris not wrong about it. there was no defense. Like if you the, the I used to watch Oh like, Jerry, watch no. But wow. no, what you're what you're not getting from those games, what Chris is missing from those games is that those games were more competitive because those guys went at each other. Like back then in the early 2000s, I'm saying back then, like that was a long time ago, but now as you go into the 2006s and ups to back when Kobe and them are in their primes, 2000s, 2000s, you look at how they were playing, dudes were going at it. Rivalries were more prevalent then. Guys were going one-on-ones where they're like, man, I'm trying to take his head off because that's when the all-star game was more for the players. They got to say, man, I'm the best in the NBA. I was one of the best guys in the NBA. And they're like, oh, I'm taking heads off. I get to play with guys I don't ever get to play against sometimes throughout the season because I'm either hurt or missing games or rest, whatever. That's when they get to do it. And that's how you, that's the match that you wanted. Now, as you kind of move along, as the years go by, it's become more of a fan-based thing. The All-Star games become more for the fans than it is for the players. It's now more for the fans to get to have their time to shine where they get to pick the starters. They get to come and basically be at the games and get to be more involved in what, whatever goes on during the games and stuff like that. This is the, now it's more of a fan event. And that's why I agree with you guys. There shouldn't be an all-star game, but Chris mentioned it. There's going to be one because one, the player association, they, everybody voted. The players voted. They said they want to have, but the money is there. Like the NBA is a business first. <laughs> Even if we, we love how we, we want to make these players as human as possible, it's still a business first. Last season alone, yes, TNT is. generated 15 million off of the, the All Star game just on the, the the views alone. 15 million just on the views, not even in attendance and stuff like that. Just on the views, 15 million. 
you're not even if we have a skewed amount of attendance this season, the views are going to be high that the, they're already projecting TNT to make thirty around thirty million this, this All Star game. That's like that they're not passing that up because the NBA was already losing so much money through the COVID because of the bubble and stuff like that, and they couldn't finish the season. They're gonna they're gonna they're gonna want to make this revenue back. So you get it now. The NBA is a business, so you're gonna want to have something. You're gonna want to do these things. I don't like the dunk contest idea; it's bad, but you're gonna want to see an All Star game. They're kind of regulating it back to being as boring as it was, like you guys mentioned, because they're getting rid of the captains thing. They're going back to East and West, which I don't agree with. But you look at how the All-Star game last season was revamped because Chris Paul added the new rules. They kind of went back to regulated basketball. And they're saying, man, just try and have, just play your game like you would play a regular season game, which it works out to an extent because, hey, man, it's more competitive and more fun for the fans. But for the players, it's taxing on the body and it's supposed to be their break. But with COVID right now this season, the All-Star game just seems to just be a dead space where you don't – you're just wasting these guys' breaks. And LeBron mentioned he doesn't want to play because the dudes had two weeks off. From the time he won the championship to the time the season started, it was two weeks. He hasn't really gotten a chance to really break, rest the body. And then you're hearing other things like how once All-Star break commences, players will be allowed to travel to Hawaii or – to other areas of the world just to go relax and chill for a little bit and then come back quarantine and do their thing. Well, LeBron, why won't he, he probably wants to do that. He probably already got a family trip set up, so you get the argument. So it, it now comes down to how are the NBA Players Association and the NBA going to rectify an All-Star game? Are they going to try? They should most likely just try and push postpone it. You can, you can have an All-Star break later. Like the All-Star game doesn't have to be in March. Mm-hmm. You could push it back to April, end of April, early June, where, hey, Playoffs is dying down. Like playoffs is about to ramp up anyway. The NBA is dying down. The season's getting to where you know who's going to be in the postseason soon. But have the little All Star break where guys are going to rest up, get ready for the playoffs soon, and then you can bring it in. Where hopefully by the end of April, COVID's a little bit handled better. Like right now, it's getting handled slowly but surely. But by the end of April, you're hoping all right, maybe there's a little bit more more leniency now. Maybe a lot, a lot more things are coming back in. Where right now in February to March, everything's still the same, or even getting worse. So that's how you just got to look at it right now. But right now, the, the fact of the matter is NBA is a business, and they they prioritize the money first. Oh, man. Okay, those are definitely sound arguments. I mean, Greg, you have anything to add on to that? You want to co-sign that? Or yeah, something a little different. You didn't get a chance. I mean, at the end of the day, I just, I just have a hard time. Like, I hear what they're saying, but, like, this, that's the whole reason why you have a players association. You know what I'm saying? So if you have these opinions, like, like, why say it after the fact instead of talk? Like, why express your opinion after the fact instead of using the, the people that, like, LeBron is good friends with Chris Paul. Like, he was on the executive. I'm not saying he's not on the executive board now, but he was on the executive board. He knows how it works. So, at the end of the day, if he has an issue, why not present it to them? Why not talk to them? Like, why use it after the fact? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I, I just think that's an ask backwards approach and maybe he did or maybe like something might have happened but I'm just saying like from an outside perspective it just seems like they're just complaining about something because now it looks like it's gonna be eminent when but when the opportunity came to vote no one I'm I'm confident not everybody that's as outspoken and vocal about it were doing so in the moment I don't know. 
can we talk about something real quick though? Do you really think it's that bad? I remember we talked about this a little bit like last time, but do y'all really think it's that bad that like um Clay Thompson is getting all star votes? Oh man, I, I've been having so many debates about this, especially with uh in my in my classroom setting with our broadcasting teams. Um, it's it's I don't I don't I don't like it, but I'm like, who cares? Because at the end of the day. This reminds me of the Zaza Pachulia votes. Remember when he had gotten like what three hundred thousand votes? Yeah, a couple years ago. Country, everybody was from his home country. And I'm like, dude, y'all, y'all putting so much pressure. I'm like, y'all, y'all getting so mad at these fans for voting, but again, it's their own opinions. They're human beings. They're voting, but it doesn't matter. They can only vote the starting five. It's not like Clay can make the team. Like, they, the fans only start make the starting five. So whoever the top five in, and the two guards, the three forwards, and the one big. Whoever those five are, those are the starting five. And then the rest are chosen by the players, the media, and the coaches. That's it. The rest, the, the rest of the 10-man roster after the five, that's the everybody else. So I'm like, I don't think Clay's making it. Clay's not going to make it. The, what, he's at like eighth now at like 250,000, 300,000 votes, close to maybe. Um, He's not going to make the team. Oh, he crazy. I'm, about to, I'm about to vote for him right now. As you should. He said I'm about to vote for him. He's a stud. You're a fan. This guy is ridiculous. But there are other guys there that I'm like, all right, Derrick Rose's name, low-key, shouldn't be there either. I I, I know. What did you say about Derrick Rose? His name shouldn't be on the All-Star list. Derrick Rose's name should. Yeah, yeah, yes, it should. He's not playing an All-Star. D Rose came from trials and tribulations. That's like me. That's He's like respectable. That's like what's wrong with voting for Clay? That's like Danny Green. No, but Clay's hurt. D Rose shouldn't be there. He's hurt. But again, D Rose not hurt. He's surprising to me. No, D Rose should be there because he's not hurt. Why are you disrespecting D Rose like that? I see. I'm not going to take that. Well, Chris likes to slander. I'm not going to take it. We can go back and forth all day. Don't do this. But no, yeah, I'm just saying, saying the Derrick Rose being there, I, I feel like that's great praise for him to say that's how great his fan base is. He's having a good season, but it's not like he's at putting up all-star numbers that makes him an all-star player. This is why I mentioned earlier, the all-star game has changed a little bit. It's more for the fans than it is for the players themselves. Well, RJ, let me ask you this. Do you think Derrick Rose is a Hall of Famer? Uh, oh, Chris. Be honest, Chris. Oh, Don't no. stay any that, BS. That's like saying, do I think Beal's a Hall of Famer? And I mean... Whoa, 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 whoa. Derrick Rose has over Bill. Derrick Rose has over Bill. Derrick Rose has an MVP. Bill doesn't have an MVP, but again, Derrick Rose. D Rose, D Rose, D Rose Rose way over. D Rose over Bradley Bill. Come on now. Yo, yo, y'all disrespectful. Y'all disrespectful. Don't don't put me in that. I didn't say. I I said only thing Derrick Rose got to vote. Colin, Colin, I told you, bro. I told you. Right. What's up, bro? Look at you and your team, yeah. bro. Hey, hey, stop, stop. It can have long term health ramifications. I'm All right, you, listen. Yo, Kyrie, I know you, I know you co signing this, bro. Come on. Derrick Rose, a Hall of Famer. Yeah, I, bro. He, he, he's going to be one of those guys that's not going to get in his first year of eligibility. He might not even be. The so, Derrick Rose, okay, because right, he yeah, had yeah, okay, basically okay. had three okay. quality MB, MVP four, seasons. Four, four, yeah, four. Yeah, bro, he came into the league in 2012 and he tore his ACL. He came into the league in 2008. His rookie Chris. year was not an MVP season. Hey, plus four. What is A plus so four? Then it's, so then it's 29. I mean, Greg, A plus four. It's 2012. Greg, oh my God. He was drafted in 2008. Exactly. He, so his rookie year, he was an MVP? Yes. He was, you crazy. Yo, you crazy. crazy. He was the rookie MVP. 
Greg, um, he's rookie of the year. He was bro, rookie of the year. Does that mean MVP oh candidate? I got to ask real quick. Real, real quick. Greg, you got to stop that. You got to stop. Listen, if Derrick Rose is MVP, is Chauncey Billups MVP? It's, I mean, is there, it's Jerk. What you just Hall of Famer. Is Chauncey Billups Hall of Famer? Yeah. Chauncey Billups. I give. I'll have more. Chauncey, yo. stop, yo. Stop playing with Chauncey, bro. Chauncey deserves <laughs> to be in the hall. Greg, you're going to stop playing with me, bro. Chauncey oh, Billups deserves to be over the hall with Derrick Rose at this point. I'm sorry. Uh, my, Big shot, Bob. Come on, bro. I'm about to stop, stop, stop acting like Chauncey Billups wasn't putting in work in Detroit. Like, he, like, bro, stop. Bro, no. the man is a, is a, bro, the man. It's time to stop. Shaq, Kobe. <laughs> In the stop, finals. Stop. I'm just stop. saying, no. Just the mailman. Man. It's a whole thing. There's a lot of speculation of Ben Wallace even making it. Ben Wallace deserves that, though. I'm sorry, bro. Come All right, on, bro. so Ben Wallace, Josh Billups definitely deserves it, too. Exactly. Okay, I'm not saying he... I never said he doesn't. I bro. never said he doesn't. Chauncey Billups Detroit. Chauncey Billups Detroit. Then goes to the Nuggets. That was the first and only time the Nuggets with Carmelo went to the Western Conference Finals. They lost, though. They lost. They lost. Bro, I'm saying, come on, bro. Don't do that. Don't do that. But you was using that excuse earlier, though. That's what you was using. I think Derrick Rose makes the Hall of Fame. I'm going to go with Derrick Rose makes the Hall of Fame. Derrick Rose makes the Hall of Fame. I respect you, Jerry. But Bradley Beal can. No, no, no. Y'all niggas. If Derrick Rose makes, I think Bradley Beal can. Yo, don't say that, bro. That make the Hall of Fame with less accolades than Derrick Rose. No offense to him, but Bernard King's in the Hall of Fame, Bill Walton, Calvin Murphy. These are guys that are in the Hall of Fame that has never won an MVP, that have haven't done what have Derrick Rose or Bradley Bills have accomplished in their career. So if they can make the Hall of Fame, then I think he, the, both of them players can make it too. Y'all make it right. as well. And again, he was one of the he was dominant big, but he's never his accolades never showed how great he was. Like I'm you know, just saying, let's, let's just, like, here's the thing. Here's the thing. It's not the NBA Hall of Fame, it's the basketball hall of fame. Exactly. I try to tell people that well, all the- and the votes is again the basketball hall of fame. They vote for who they again. They vote for right. who they like. They also just vote on the fact that they just think you're overwhelming talent. Riley Bill's an overwhelming talent. Derrick Rose was an overwhelming talent. We still they that that's just how it is. If we're being honest, Derrick Rose had five great years. We didn't. He had he had two amazing uh, two amazing. Yes, he did. Greg, stop his MVP year and his year at Me- at Memphis with Kyle Lowry. If we really being honest, oh, okay. he's a beast. You know, he was okay. a beast. Okay. Okay. After, after that, beast. After that, in high school, we could talk about all his four year high school career. He was a beast uh, all four years. Whatever. Whoa, his years, years Memphis and his MVP year. All right, even his rookie of the year. That's three great years out of what he has. He, he's been an average player since 2012. Uh, so for nine years, so for nine years after he won his MVP and had three great years. He's been average, right? He's a great story. People want to root for him, but you know he's a great story. Like he doesn't. Yeah, he's not, he's not he's just not, a great okay, story. Yeah, okay, he had, his, he had his he had a one fifty point game. Everybody, everybody, uh, stop the world! Oh my well, God, Derrick Rose is back. That's not Come impressive. On. Is that not impressive though? It's of course it's impressive, but All it's right more then. impressive so because of his story and what he's been oh, through. Yeah. He's not a Hall of Famer. I'm, I'm just saying, man. Corey Brewer had a 50-point game, too. Corey Brewer had a 50-point game. 
couple times. Corey Brewer had 50 points. What did he score then? Well, what was Corey this? Brewer uh, had scored a 51. He had a 51 point. No, I, if we, hold on. I'm not looking up right now. I'm looking up right now. Hold on. If we being real, if we being real, let's say let's say we go Let's say we go season for season in terms of. In terms, let's say like it's like it's, it's a pickup game, and we're going season for season, like Derrick Rose versus uh, Bradley Beal. I'm taking Beal. Derrick Rose is top two. Se- Derrick Rose is top two seasons. Obviously, are creme de la creme up top. You can't even debate it. But basically, I would say three through ten, or three through six or seven, is Bradley Beal. Let's be real. It's Bradley Beal. So wow. the Corey of- Brewer really scored 51 points. Yeah, I'm trying to tell you. But that's still pretty dumb because it's like, okay, so you're saying uh, Corey Brewer's a better player than Derrick Rose now? Just no, 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 no. Like, no. all right, all right, so okay, that's how I wanted to know. That's how I wanted Dudes can score 50 in a game. It's not like it's impossible. Like, yo, you, you gun. No, bro, it's not It's not that often. Mo Williams scored 50 in a game, bro. Like, you say Jeremy Lin scored 50. Jeremy Lin, Blonte West scored 50. Come no, on, man. Those type... the game, bro. Oh, congr- oh, how many out? Who else? Who else? You can't think of nobody. Come on, man. Stop trying to put... Think about it. If Derrick we, really, we really want to talk guy. about Derrick Rose, right? It's not no, even slander. It's the truth. It's not slander. The truth. He oh, scored... my Lord. He, Oof, he, played, he played 81 games the year he won the MVP, right? He yes. hasn't played more than 60 games in, in 65 some odd games. In a and he's game. still been productive. Productive, bro. He got seen. He went from MVP to productive. No, bro. He's a bar, bro. But if you tear your ACLs, ain't so easy. You gotta take these injuries as a joke. But that's. But this is my. This is my point. He's a great story. Achilles. He's He's a great story. But he, bro. If you, bro. Everyone's body different. Like heels at a different pace. You can't. Everyone's body the same. Kyle, if you take away his years after the after the after the MVP. The MVP years never happened, bro. He was just the years after the MVP. Is he a Hall of Famer? Crickets. Yes. You don't believe wow. that. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Wait, 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 wait. All right, hold on, hold on. Is Lou Williams, uh, is Lewis Williams a Hall of Famer? No, he is not. He how is, not? He's crazy. How is Lou, Lou, how is Lou don't Williams you not a Hall of Famer? Williams. I'm not going to lie. Don't you dare. I'm not going to lie. Lou Williams, Williams is a Hall of Famer. Yo, stop Lou playing. Oh, my Lord. Lou the greatest Gr- six Gr- man Gr- of all time. He's the greatest six man of all time. Leave the list. Leave the list. They're going to change the name of the six man a year award. Leave the list, Chris. Leave the room, Chris. That was crazy. Hold on. Before I go. Oh, my Lord. Look at D. Look at D. Rose's years after the after the MVP. He came off wow. the bench primarily. He put up like eighteen. His his career high per season after the after the ACLs injuries is like eighteen. Bro, he's a he's a glorified six man. Whoa, is he not? Wow, is he not? Damn. All right, glorified he, six. He, All right, bro, I, I, think, I, I, think about how they talk about it. Derrick Rose right now. Great veteran presence. Can lead the the young guys. Come on now, he's a six. Come on, yeah, like, like LeBron. I'm, I'm not he, LeBron. LeBron. He, like LeBron. Listen, listen, listen. I'm not talking. Before you start talking, before you start talking crazy, before you start talking crazy. I'm being real disrespectful. I'm not. I know he's. I I'm being disrespectful. Forget the D Rose. No, you is though. So who will think y'all said who will? Like, are we just like forgetting that? 
Miles Ginobili was a six man. Like that dude. Money Ginobili Hall of Famer. Mark Crawford. No money. What you say, Mark? What you say? Y'all say who will the best six man? I'm like, yo, y'all forget about Ginobili. Ginobili Hall of Famer. Ginobili Hall of Famer. Is yo is Ginobili Hall of Famer? Yes. Oh yeah, Ginobili. Yes, he is. Tony Tony Parker and Ginobili Hall of Famers for sure. What's it? So wait, wait. So what's Miles Ginobili's like overall stats all together? Like, had he scored over two thousand points? For Manu Ginobili, it's not even just stats. It's not even the stats before he even came to the A. You can look um, at that alone. Miles Ginobili's career stats is something around like I believe. Shoot, he not he wasn't the most prolific scorer anyway though. Like, you know, realize, he won four titles. He was MV, he was All Stars. He was he won the Sixth Man of the Year. That's just before he even came to to the United States. Like he's he was like the Euro League MVP. Who like Ginobili? Oh yeah, Ginobili nasty, bro. Ginobili is bro. He Ginobili Euro Hall step, of Famer. You crazy? He, he gonna get in just on top of that. In the Euro step to the league. He beat the USA team. In the, in the, he was drafted in 03. He was the last Olympics. pick. Drafted, though. He was like second pick. He was like second round. Fifty. He was the pick. last pick in 03. Yes. Bro, he bro. All I need to know is he beat Team USA in in the Olympics. Jared, that's all I need to know. Your your man's weight. Who he he said it. Who he take the Euro step from? Ginobili. As he should have. He he. Now he had take it. He, he he recreated it and made it, he made, it he like it. made it better. Yeah. Exactly, but that, that all goes back better. to Ginobili, bro. The so yo, wait to, I mean, again, that's what happens, though. Dudes just make it better. Like right now, we just waiting for somebody to take dirt move and make it better. But I don't know if he's made that. Bro, move. KD, KD it took it. Like, oh, all, yeah, these, KD like, like all these guys took it. KD it's all about people. what you like the influence he had. Ginobili had he didn't have like the great numbers, but he had influence, and he was and he won. He's a Hall of Famer. When Derrick Rose lost his athleticism, it killed him. And it's no offense to him that that ACL is not his fault. That turning tail is not his fault. I, to this day, I'll defend it, saying he should not have been in that that the last minute of the game. He should not All have right. been in the last. I minute. got I got something that that could be perceived as disrespectful, but it's a genuine question. If Derrick Rose, Derrick Rose is without his like Derrick Rose was so reliant on his athleticism, right? Look at how people talk about Westbrook and like his deterioration. After his like like if he was not such an athletic freak, people wouldn't be talking Westbrook up. You know, I'm not saying like Westbrook won his MVP, right? But people people disrespect Westbrook a lot. Like they, they uh whatever whatever. If he wasn't if he was there if Westbrook wasn't as athletic as he was, people would discard him like they did Derrick Rose. But and another thing to uh like on that point is. Neither one of them developed a uh, consistent jump shot. Neither one of them. And you see a lot of guys that relied on their athleticism early on in career. For a perfect example, Blake Griffin, up until this season. I don't know what he's doing this season. Mm. But Blake kind of got a little bit of a jump shot. Once his hop started going away after year four, five maybe, he started developing that jumper to the point where he could do step backs. And he could could shoot off the move and stuff now from deep. Yeah. A lot of stuff he could do before, he just wasn't – like. You don't need Blake to be out here shooting and and, and dribbling and stuff like yeah, that. Yeah, for sure, for sure. He needs what, to do that now because he has he doesn't have the hot. He's preserved his career that way. Derrick Rose. The crazy part, I was I just saw a stat that Derek, uh, Blake Griffin hadn't dunked in a game in like two years. Oh, zero dunks all season. That's crazy. Yep. And but even I, I'm like I don't even want to refer to this season because he's playing so terrible. But last season in his first season with the with the Pistons, you've seen it where he wasn't even going to the paint that much. He didn't rely on his his inside game as much. Wait, 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 guys, guys. Hold on a second. Wait, so let me ask you this. Don't you guys think Derrick Rose is better than Westbrook? Because he definitely is. 
You think Derrick Rose better than Russell Westbrook? Right now, no. Uh, Hold on. Yo, I, MVP uh, Rose compared to MVP. You Rose. his mic. Yo, what? you wild. What? No way. Russell MVP Westbrook Rose is the embodiment of Oscar Robertson. Without don't you dare. Oh, my what? Lord. Yo, you said D Rose, MVP Rose, not better than MVP West. Come on, no. bro. West Brick. Yo, come on, stop playing Rose. The highest turnover, turnover for a player in the season. Come on, bro. Stop. That's crazy that you really think. That's it. Yo, that's your, that's your man, Russ. That's crazy. Yo, think about if you think about Rose. I'm done. MVP, I'm done. Russell's, I'm done. Russell's MVP year, he averaged a triple double, right? Like, oh, wow. Double. Oh, Rose's wow. MVP year, he averaged like 25 and four. I'm no, he had 26, 20. Well, what's his MVP season? I don't think he made it past the first round in either one of them. Yes, he did. Neither, don't neither, he did. No, 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 no. Neither, Conference finals. Conference finals. Don't do that. Was the MVP year? It, yes. He, I thought his MVP year, he got hurt to this when he played the season. No, no, no. It was yeah, the that was next. That was the year after. Year after, year after. Did he made the Conference They lost to the Heat in six games. Come on, now. Like, I'm trying to disrespect my man, D. Rose. His, I mean, throw his, and Derrick Rose and, and Russell Westbrook body. lost in the first he, round. He, he Come on, man. I just want to put round. this out there. I want to put this out there. He, he lost in the first round. round. Did he not lose the first listen, round? Listen, listen, listen. That's what I'm saying. The season had what? Luau Dang, Carlos Boozer, Joe Kino, who was on the defensive player of the year. Ben Gordon. Ben Gordon. Rip Hamilton. No, 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 no. Time out, time out, time out. Did he have Rip Hamilton? Russell did, but he was washed up. Oh, oh, no, yeah. Oh, oh I'm sorry. He was Victor so washed Oladipo up. I forgot about him, Greg. <laughs> oh, Russell had his MVP season with Victor Oladipo and Steve Adams. Oh, he won MVP with those dudes and got to the playoffs with those dudes. And don't, hold on. Don't, what was the name of the, what's the name of the boy that can't shoot the only play defense? Andre Robertson. And Andre Robertson was on that. Robertson. There was Colin Robertson in the series. Down the stretch. They had Norris Cole, a Norris Cole still a basketball player on that roster. Yo, stop it, bro. Like, Cameron was on that team. Ursa Yosova. Taj Gibson was on that team. Jeremy Grant was on that team. Jeremy uh, Grant was on the Grant was on the Bulls. Are you sure? Jeremy Grant was on the Thunder. Y'all traded him. Thunder. Yeah. Oh, I thought you said he was on the Bulls. I'm naming the roster that one MVP. That was the players he had surrounding him, and he still won the MVP and got them to the playoffs. A team that should not have made the playoffs, by the way, because Kevin Durant had just left. Just left them. The cupboard dry. Serge was gone. Durant was gone. They traded, <laughs> they traded for Oladipo to appease Durant, and he still walked. No, actually, at the time, I thought Victor Oladipo was like was like a good, you know, uh, addition because he it was like he, he was helping he was, that team was, much. He wasn't. That was not. That was one of his worst seasons for for his. Yeah, his really. He couldn't shoot enough to beat her. He wasn't a good. Yeah, he wasn't helping that team at all. They just lost waiters. They let KD walked. Uh, Serge walked. They was they was losing pieces, and yet Russell carried that team to the playoffs. And his best two players was Oladipo and Stephen Adams. And you tell me the the pieces that D Rose has, which were great, one MVP. Derrick Rose MVP season was better than Russ's with the talent Russ had. Nah, man, nah. Mm-mm. I can't, I can't. I'm, nah, Mm-mm. there's no way. And he averaged a triple double doing it. Russ's MVP season. Is like either they're on par or with Russell was slightly better because he did it with worse. To win an MVP with worse talent, that is that's phenomenal. Uh, uh, all right, I, I'm still saying D Rose over, over Westbrook. So, but uh, so moving on to the next topic. So now, uh, I just want to know: there's been a lot of trade rumors and stuff going around. You know, like Bill and the Wizards. Like, should they trade him? Bradley. I mean, allegedly being unhappy, even though it hasn't been uh, confirmed. I mean, so which players 
do you would you guys like to see or you think should be traded before the NBA deadline? And which team should could they go to that could give them a chance to compete for the championship? I think let me start this off. I think Bradley Beal should get traded for Ben Simmons and Tyrese Maxey. What'd you just say? Oh my God! What? In the first round draft pick. In the first round draft pick. No, no. Can we give it up all this? Chris, did you just hear what this man just said? That's that's two minutes in the penalty box. Please. Oh my! We're in the power. We're in the power. OG, kick him out the chat. Kick. Oh my! I can't. Tell me why that's OG. No. Drunk. So I'm not. You don't think he's drunk? First round draft. Get off the Henny. I'm giving up the steal. Henny make you do that. And I'm giving up Ben Simmons for wow. Bro, Jerry, Bradley Beal and Joel Embiid would be unstoppable. Hold on, hold on, hold on. You, you hold on, hold on. lost your mind. I don't want, I don't wow. want that loser on anywhere near my team. None of that. No, y'all are crazy. There's no y'all. It's not. It's not. First of all, first of all, I'm not gonna lie. I love Ben Simmons, and Ben Simmons literally, if you have Ben Simmons on your team, like you basically, like you can be confirmed that the point guard. Is gonna have a, a rough night in terms of getting his shot off. No, Simmons just hit twenty five last night. No, I'm saying he Greg, might, Greg, okay, I'm but those are this, hard Greg. points to get. Like I'm Greg. saying, his defense is pretty good. You can't deny. Oh, it. Chris, if you look at the numbers, the numbers. Wait, Old Greg ben Simmons, he was like zero for nine against Ben Simmons when Ben Simmons was guarding. Like I'm Ooh. not going. No, listen, hold on, wait, Greg, right, Greg, check this out. Wait, if they're a little tough, listen, check this out, bros. Listen, I feel like Ben Simmons is more of the more. Like you don't find those type of players in like in a generation or, or a decade type of talent. I mean, or a generation. So Bradley Bill seems like a shooting guard you could find. It's like in a decade, you know, in a couple of years. That's why I say Ben Simmons more. To me, is more like yeah. I wouldn't. Ne- That's crazy, bro. I'm surprised. How did you even come to? How did you even think of that, <laughs> bro? Tyrese Maxey and Brad and, and, and Ben Simmons, bro. Ben Simmons. I, I okay. I will make the argument that ben, obviously Ben Simmons' best qualities are his passing, his defense, and yeah, I guess ben, we'll add in rebounding. Right, we'll add in right. rebounding, and and scoring is at an all time low when he's on the court. Okay, right. Like you know what I'm saying? Right. Right. I would have so, felt like if that ever got announced, people would have just felt like that was complete fake news. Like no bro, way. They were going to trade Ben Simmons. They were going to trade Ben Simmons and Tyrese Maxey. For James Harden. Oh, no, there wasn't. Why you Kyrie, make this make sense. Hold on, hold on. They were this close to doing it. Even if they weren't that close to doing it, there's a difference between James Harden and Bradley Bill. Big difference. Huge difference. That's a little night and day difference. Big difference. Big difference. Big difference. Say one more time, Chris. Big difference. Big Big difference. Just like difference. Just, just putting that out there. Just some, just. Yeah. I wish Greg What's would say something. Yeah, I wish you. I yeah, wish Greg would say something. One of those guys say played in the finals. Greg. I mean, yeah. I was, That's I was, say say something, Greg. Say no, something, no, no, no. Because it's crazy. It's no, crazy. No, 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 I, no, no. I can't recall. Hold on. I just want to say no. Like. I, I'm not. You're not gonna get me to talk smack about James Harden. Great guy, love him to death. Oh, all right, all right, all right, all right. You good? You great, good. great guy, love him to death. He could have been two times. I'm just saying, Colin, keep been. that same energy because I remember specifically. He should have been two time MVP. I remember specifically mentioning James Harden was better than uh, who was it? Paul George, and I remember he I is. back. No, I got no, no, no. I definitely, I definitely, I'm not going to say names. Oh, God's great. I, 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 right, no, I remember I was saying James Harden was 
better, and people were saying, bro, 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 bro. I don't know. Chris, we wasn't on that show. No, no, no. They were drunk. So listen, I have no memory. Better than who? Probably high. You talking about pandemic P? That's crazy. Playoff P? You talking about this little performance? They was basically jacking. They was basically jacking. Paul George and James Harden was the same player because they both choke in the playoffs. Stop. Listen, Greg, uh, 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 you uh, disgust me, Greg. Wow. I'm just, I disgust you, but you don't yo, say it. No, 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 hold on, hold on. Yo, you're I don't remember. Are you really just well, said. Nobody ever said, nobody ever said Paul George is better than James Harden, bro. No, I was like, no, no. Greg, that was you that they're basically. What y'all was episode? What episode? Because they both choked the same in the playoffs. episode? No, no, no. That's the only Greg, way. Stop talking, the Greg. The playoffs, bro. Right? That's not that's cap. Yo, Greg, you bro, run. Oh my it. god, bro, you can pull the tape, pull the tape, pull the tape. All right, we got to pull the tape. I don't even want to make this go out bad. Listen, right, he's crazy. Let me, my take. Let me get, let's go back to the topic. Let me get my take on the topic. All right, go ahead. Go, Besides go ahead, the go ahead. hypotheticals of the bill to the Sixers for Ben Simmons and some <laughs> wow, let's just move that off the table because that's not happening. They're more and just erase it off from mine. Like, um, it was, there are perfect. some names I think are going to get traded by the offseason. By the not Talk by the uh, trade deadline. I think I can see Kyle Lowry's name getting moved. Yeah, I can see Nicole Vucevic getting traded because at this point in his career. I think he's done with the magic as much as the fact that he just wants to see the playoffs. And he Bro, really- I just feel like I feel like the magic got to get Mo Mo Bamba, uh, you know, a chance. And then he, I feel like he could definitely become a, a good starting quality center in the league. He just yeah, doesn't I get can, the time. Yeah, but those two names I can see, like those are big names I can see getting moved by the trade deadline. Especially Kyle Lowry, I can see him getting paired up to, with a Miami Heat team that'll take his contract, but also just the fact that they're. Willing to try and build and grow as they go into free agency now that they lost all the wait, Jay, wait, 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 Jay. So, who do you think is a better uh point guard, Kyle Lahr or Goran Dragic? Dragic, I think uh, Kyle Lahr is a better point guard than Dragic. Okay, okay, I just think okay. I just think Kyle Lahr is older because Kyle Lahr sometimes people forget just because Kyle Lahr just looks like he, he looks a little out of shape sometimes, but he looks like he's still spry because he takes charges of but he's 34 years old, about to be 35. Like, Kyle Lahr is right. not young. So I, I don't know. I, I, and he got he's getting paid handsomely to play on a Raptors team that looks like they're they're finally starting to push for the rebuild that they they should have been on after they lost Kawhi. So I can see him getting moved. Another player's name I can see getting moved by the deadline would be like smaller names like a PJ Tucker can get moved. I can see Victor Oladipo getting moved again because this Rockets team doesn't look like they're going to work out as much as we thought they were. Um. Just looking at how they play with the fact that they, first off, they haven't even played that much together. John Wall, DeMarcus Cousins, and Victor Odebo and Christian Wood together because of either injuries or COVID. I can see Victor Odebo getting moved again to a team where it's just like either a playoff team or a team that he just wants to play for, like the Knicks or something like that. A team that he'll know he'll get paid handsomely, but he also just wants to be on a team that he can be a main to go to guy. And then the last person I can see potentially getting moved is Julius Randle. Depending where the Knicks and like are, are towards the trade deadline, if they're pushing for a playoff spot, I think they keep them. But if they're like pushing towards the tenth, eleventh part of the the conference, if they starting to trend in that direction where they're going to get another high draft pick, I can see them moving on from Julius Randle and, and trading him. I could respect that. As a Knicks fan, I I really don't want to see Julius Randle go. I feel like he's having a hell of a season for real. For real. I really don't want. I think he's I think he's playing as an All Star. And but I think that's why this is the best time by uh-huh. trade line to trade him because you can get a lot of assets for Julius Randle, especially from a playoff did you, team. Did you say Julius Randle was an all star? 
I think I think he's an all-star right now. I think he's playing an all-star. I think he's playing an all-star right now. I'm not even a Knicks fan, Chris. You know me. I don't. I don't I'm not a Knicks fan, but the the man's putting up what 22, 11, and seven. Like, that's, I, that's I, res- I respect the Knickerbockers. For sure. Nah, Jay. I just think that's just Knicks kind of delusional, man. I, I just don't know how to. You all think right. he's an all-star this year, bro? If they were to have it. Yeah, listen. I think it's between him listen. and Dubai for a spot. Because I like oh, Dubai. Dubai is over him. Well, listen, wow. hold on, listen. No. Dubai is over him. Yo, would you say Tyree? Would you just say Tyree? Tyree said it's not over. You crazy. Dubai's hair is not over. See what he has. Mind you, mind you. The Knicks aren't playing. Please, Randall. Bloody and nice. From what they were the past five, six years. And a big part of that is Julius Randall. He's still not even nice. Yeah, and I'm not was has been nice. Yeah, stop. He's what, been, yo? He's, he's right, he been ain't been great, nice, but he's not over. He's had great potential even since when he was on the Lakers. However, Julius Randle didn't beat a, have a clutch game-winning jump shot against the Lakers like Tobias Harris. Again, I think Tobias, Tobias Harris. Remember, we've Tobias seen the Hawks guys get in because they were the best team in the uh, conference. I think that Tobias can make it. But if I had to give you three names right now, that Tobias, like they're gonna fight for an all-star spot. It'll be Tobias Harris, Jeremy Grant, and Julius Randle. Tobias Harris is a better defender, passer, rebounder. Uh, like, come on, man. He a better. Tobias scorer. averaging less assists than Jeremy Grant. I mean, than uh Julius Randle, and he's averaging less rebounds than Julius Randle too. Production's different though. You gotta look at the production numbers too, though, because you're playing with Ben Simmons and Embiid. For the fact that Tobias is getting almost eight rebounds a game is astonishing because of the fact that Embiid a- averages ten or eleven and Ben Simmons is averaging eight. You gotta I think about like look at the look at the supporting cast. Like Julius Randle is probably their top offensive. He's their go-to guy. Go-to well, look, guy. Like Tobias he, Harris was the top go-to guy with the Clippers. He's putting up the same exact numbers, bro. Right. Like, but you you gotta realize like Randall is probably like honestly he's probably an all-star. You look at those numbers, but look at the guys around. You got Obi Toppin. You got like real Jack Barrett. You got, you know, one, one and a half knees. Derrick Rose, Emmanuel Quickly. Rose. Miss Robinson. Like, Mitch Rob- like, they got guys where Julius Randle has to be the all-star. That, again, you know, he has to You be know what they say about the Knicks, though? They're like, you just look at their starting five, and be like, yo, he's still in the league. Like, that's what they say about the Knicks. Like, to, to, to have a guy like Randle putting up those numbers. All right. The only guy that's going five that's not legit is Reggie Bullock. Reggie Bullock is still in the league? Yes. See? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it better be Emmanuel quickly there soon. That's all I'm saying. But yeah, nah, Julius Randle also over Tobias. And I think that's the this argument we're having right now is about how good Julius Randle is. And you could say that he's playing good makes it vital for if they're at if they're if they're pushing for AFC, you keep them by trade deadline. But if they're not and they're ninth, what 10, good is an AFC? Well, they they're, they just want to be in the playoffs. Like they're a team. All right, okay, fine. All right, if you Remember, was, if you just want to say okay, we made it, cool. we made it. Let's build but, upon the next season. But if they're not there, I can see them potentially trading because now you're, we all can admit he's having a good season. Get it while it's hot. Their team but that never playoff team is going to win. But if you the Knicks, why would you like? This is your first probably. This is probably your best player since Melo. Why would you <laughs> trade him? Hey, bro, we're the Knicks. I don't question anything we do at this point. Like, why Listen, would they trade? Why they trade Porzingis, bro? They make the same. Porzingis. Porzingis got on them crutches and he went to Phil Jackson's office. Don't forget. Don't forget. Phil Jackson, his best move was to sign Lamar Odom, who was oh, on crack. crack. Exactly. So, 
Come on, it's the Knicks. Mind you, mind you, they traded for Kristaps. They traded for Dennis Smith Jr. They could have drafted Dennis Smith Jr. at number eight instead of Frank Tilakina. Yup, I've been saying this for years. And they then they traded him. Dennis Smith Jr. So yeah, they, yeah. he deserved to get uh, traded. He went to the G League. No, no, he got no, traded. He got traded. Rose trade. He got traded. Really? He was the he was the piece with the second rounder that got moved to. Uh, so he's gonna go to Detroit and 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 ball out. You know, because I don't know about that. He's gonna ball out. Sit, ball sit, the sit on a bench. I like Dennis uh, Smith listen, Jr., but come I'm on. Telling you, I'm, I'm telling you, I know I know, y'all think my credibility is shot right now, but listen, if they move, everybody keeps talking about Andre Drummond to the net and how that's going to like secure their defense, but if they move Andre Drummond to the Celtics, I'm not going to lie to you. Well, Andre Drummond's not... I don't think I don't think anybody's trading for him because let's 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 be honest right well, here. Well, I'm sorry. Well, not 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 trade. I meant like reset. Yeah, buyout. Moves. If he gets bought out, buyout. yeah, for sure. Yeah. If he goes to the Celtics, Mavs, or the Nets, you're if both. He goes to the Celtics. Well, yeah, the I'm Nets. Not, that's an all-star team. team. That's I'm an all-star team. You guys brought up the Nets though because I actually had a trade target for them, and it might not be as super attractive as Andre Drummond, but I was thinking that Jonas Valanciunas that's playing for he's playing for the Grizzlies right now. He's not he's not nah. as good as a defender as Andre Drummond. But he's still putting up 16 and 11. He's a good paint presence. And I feel like that's a step up. They went outside knowing Vonley, so they're obviously desperate. I'm I, think, I, think, I think another player the Nets might consider too is trying to get Peter Tucker. The Nets might try and get Peter Tucker from the Rockets as well because they need as much defense as they can get. And Peter Tucker's a guy that looks like he wants out. The Rockets are willing to take two seconds. Obviously desperate. <laughs> need size, bro. Stop playing with my boy Noah, bro. He's a bus, bro. Stop it. Got my corner, got the corner. Oh, he did the next side. But you, but you got like, oh like Valentunas would probably be a good deal. He's right now he's he's putting up numbers against the world champs. They need like the late the, the Celtics' biggest problem is like yeah, Tice is a good like Tice is a good piece, but I feel like he just take that man bun spot where he just in the lead to get dunked on. Like he ain't really like the guy in the middle. Like I know they got Tristan Thompson, but yeah. you know it's Tristan Thompson. So like you get a you get a, a Valanciunas or you get a one of these okay. bigs that, that may become available. I think that the Celtics will become like they're definitely a viable team in the East. Yes, I'm you telling you. I'm anybody. thinking then Tice can come off the bench. There you go. I said Tice can then come off the bench, and I feel like he could have more of an impact with a second team than the first team. Yeah, my see the thing definitely. With, so I w- I would love Tice to come off the bench too because I agree with Chris. I don't think he's like that. I don't think he's a like the great, the greatest big man to have as a starter, but my thing is the Celtics bench can't score enough, and having them out there jacking threes—that's not what you want to see. So if the Celtics can move other pieces around and even get like a like a better bench presence, because you got to remember they're missing Marcus Smart right now too. So yeah, moving tight to the bench would be a good idea if they could get a better big man. But they definitely need some depth on the bench to get some scoring around him because they can't score the ball for shit without without Jason, without Jalen Brown, um, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. Um, yeah, because yeah. <laughs> I'm thinking, yeah, I mean, I can also see the, the Celtics moving Kemba Walker. It looking like it's not working out for yeah, him as much as I thought it was. They brought him in and he got hurt. Mind you, I think he's always been playing hurt, even throughout the Hornets. He just was, oh, he, he's a heart. He's a, he's a guy that basically fights until the death. And now that he's finally fully healthy, he still just doesn't click with this team. Right. And I don't know. I think that I could, I could potentially see them moving him too. Oh, 
Yeah, I can see the Celtics moving. Kevin I don't like y'all keep saying he's fully healthy. He just had knee surgery over the summer. Like, no, 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 but this he even came out and said in an interview, this is the most healthiest he's felt in years after mm-hmm. the surgery. And now he's easing his way back into basketball. So that means he's been playing hurt for so long. He, I don't think he remembers what playing healthy feels like. And it's, it's, it's hurting his game a little bit. And the Celtics don't need his game to be hurt because they're trying to go deep in the playoffs. So yeah. I, I thought about Kemba Walker as a trade, uh, like as a trade prospect too. And I, I pitched this idea to somebody. I, I just want to know how you guys feel about it. So I would think Kemba Walker, if he were to get traded, I would still like to see the Celtics go after a point guard like Mike Conley if they were going to do a swap like that. Tripping. 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 What's wrong they with They wouldn't it? do it. Bro, they're 20 and five right now. They're going to go with what they got. Say again. I said that I think I'm not saying that like if this was a regular year, I agree. But in a year where they're the the Utah Jazz are 20 and five, and Mike and Mike Conley's been a huge reason, like has been a huge contributor. They're just gonna keep it and see how it goes at least for this year. Like if this was last year or if this was next year, I agree. But like when you, when things are going well, and you, you you're up to your best, you're tied for the best franchise start through 25 games. You are gonna keep it going, especially if you don't see a lot of weaknesses in team so so i definitely respect that because i don't i don't see them moving michael conley anyway but i just see I, it was just an idea i had yeah i would see that happening i feel like both point guards benefit though better fit the other teams better so as far as michael conley he doesn't his game doesn't really revolve around scoring when it doesn't have to and i feel like that'll benefit jalen brown and jason tatum a lot better because kemba walker he needs to score to be yeah. effective in the game and mike conley's a great defender he's a lot better defender of kemba walker and then if Kemba Walker goes to Utah, I feel like that gives Donovan Mitchell another like great scoring option beside him outside of Joe Ingles or or Bogdanovich, who aren't like great go-to guys. I mean, they're good setup guys, but I feel like having another guy like Kemba Walker in their backcourt really like could really bring them to the next level. I feel like he's the perfect player uh, that that could play alongside Donovan Mitchell to get them like to that next level. What I think what you what you get offensively for Kemba, he then becomes a liability on the defensive end. And when I think about the construction of the Utah Jazz, yeah, they have Rudy Gobert, Manning, the paint. But I, I do think that there's an added level to having the floor presence of Mike Conley, the defensive presence that he brings to the court. And when he has it going on in terms of his offensive game, I feel like Mike Conley's the type of dude that gets it going through the I – like, I like Mike Conley's game for that Utah Jazz team because he gets his going through the, through the team running the offense. As opposed to with Kemba, Kemba really needs the ball in his hands a lot to really to find his shot, especially when he starts breaking and missing a lot. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. so I just I so like I hear what you're saying. Like I said, and I think if this wasn't uh, the if the Utah Jazz weren't off to the best start in 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 franchise history, I would agree with you in any other year. But I feel like in this year, especially because last year you could understand Mike Conley like wasn't was trying to get accumulated to a new offense. He was kind of struggling. But this year, it seems like he's in the flow of the offense, and he seems like the team is thriving, thriving as a result of it. And, you know, there, there is a very – there are offensive that, uh, offense that runs through down the Mitchell through uh, offensively, and then their defense is really built as, like, a team defense. And I think Mike Conley is a huge reason as to why, and I think you just lose something when you just swap in on the defensive end, and I think that's where they hang their hat their hats on. For sure, for sure. And I, I definitely agree with you, bro. I just want to ask this last question, like just to just because this is where I, I was kind of going with the whole thing. Do you do you see the Jazz constructed as is now? Do you see them making the Western Conference Finals? No, no. If they play the Clippers, 
I think they got a chance. See, now, before you go on, you mentioned the Kemba thing. Imagine if Kemba got traded to the Clippers. Because I can see it happening. The Clippers are trying to get rid of Pat Bev and Lou Will. You do you pair those two together, make a package to get Kemba. Now you have Kemba, Paul George, and Kawhi. You already mentioned how Kemba's a liability on defense. Well, now you got the best two way g- sure. guards in the league. Mm, I can see, I can see that team being a lot mm. better with Kemba as a playmaker, ball handling that that they desperately need. The Clippers desperately need a playmaking ball handler. You let Kemba do that when you got Kawhi and PG there doing their thing. I think that team's a lot better. And then now you talk about will the Jazz make it? I don't think the Jazz beats that team. Nah, that, I'm not gonna lie. I like the way you phrase that. I, I really don't have anything to respond to that. I, I, I like that as far like, I like that as far as like Boston's perspective too, because they get a point from Pat Bev who doesn't need to score. He can just play make. And, and then you, you got Lou Will at the bench exactly. Mm-hmm. Lou Will. So mm-hmm. that's a good one right there too. Yeah, damn. But the All way right. the way the way the reports are coming, there's not going to be a lot of movement. Uh, come to the trade deadline. No, nah, yeah, COVID has kind of ruined phone calls. Nobody wants to answer Zoom phone calls from GMs like, "Yo, man, trade trade me Zach Levine, trade trade, trade me Bradley Bill." Nah, I, I don't think so. Not this season. Yeah, Kemba got to start averaging twenty a game again. Like, I'm sorry, Kemba just got to start playing more consistently to make his trade value go up. In my opinion, like if he goes has a solid week where he just he averages like 22 a game. I think then talks pick up. But I think when when people are down, they're more. I feel like people are just gonna feel like, yeah, we should just stick with what we got in terms of in terms of that Clippers deal. Yeah, because I know right now Lonzo Ball is a hot commodity that cooled off as fast as his name was brought up. Right. So uh, you could just see that's how the trade deadline might fare, where games are just gonna get thrown out there. People's ages are going to start the, the, the rumor mill, start the talks, and then that's when reporters are going to be announcing things. But it, it, I don't think it's going to be as hot as we think it's going to be where the trade downs is going to be some – it's going to be as good as it was a couple years back when we just seen, like, just trades out the wazoo. I think this was going to be kind of laid back, and we're just going to see how well teams fare come playoffs, how, how well they're going to mesh, and it's going to get to the nitty-gritty of, is your roster better than the roster in front of you and stuff like that. I just can't believe the Wizards are six and sixteen. Though. That's the worst. Westbrook has really lost it. I can't lie to you. I just don't even know how to fix that team anymore. Um, Blake Griffin's being mentioned, rumored for that team as a trade piece. They're trying to pair <laughs> yeah. Blake Griffin, Russell, and Harden yeah. together. Yeah. I don't know how, if that saves their it season, but that's that's be, that's being mentioned around the rumor mill too. That Blake Griffin's being mentioned with the Wizards. Why are they tanking so hard? Why are they tanking so hard? You don't, you don't, you don't have faith that Blake Griffin, Russ, and uh, Beal will get, get you at least to an AFC? No. Honestly, they're constructing a great 2K. No. You have 2K. Yeah, great. Yeah, great that 2K roster is so good for 2K. Yeah, great 2K team. Too bad. I'm not going to lie. I love playing for Russ and Beal. Russ is a monster in 2K. No cap. You know what I'm saying? So, you, I don't think this team, that's a team that's going to get you to an AFC. You get Blake Griffin, Russ, and Beal. But, hey, if you're a fan of 2K, that's a team you could use now. That's a viable option. Man, I wouldn't be mad at playing with that team and saying, man, I'll give you 30 with the Wizards. Like, it's, it's possible. I mean, it's possible. You might lose, but it's possible. Where you at, Colin? I just, um, yeah. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, man, we really do appreciate y'all for coming on the show. 
Nah, I appreciate um, you. I appreciate y'all having um, us. This sure. has been quality. You know, the vibes was legendary. Of course, um, we'll do this. You know, we like we like those cousins that came that like come with the cookout and mm. stir trouble, but we leave though. You know? No, I but we that. leave though. <laughs> <laughs> you don't got to bar and us. You got to tell me get out. We don't overstay our. We welcome, we know brother man here. We know brother man. I'm crying. No, I, I definitely I definitely feel you on that. So we gonna run this back though. You know what I'm saying? This was this was quality content. Maybe we could just make it a. You feel what I'm saying? What our podcast is, we just gonna keep thriving. So next year, you know, next Super Bowl, you know what I'm saying? We do the same, same runoff. You know what I'm saying? Might, or we just might, do it. A, might do yeah. it like around the finals, or something like that. Yeah, exactly. March, That's what we're gonna March, say. March Madness. Oh, exactly. for sure. I'm a huge college basketball fan. Come on, yeah, we, we know might, Villanova. We, we might know Villanova winning the chip. We might yes, have sir. Yes, yes, sir. Gonzaga has something to say about that. Who? Gonzaga. Oh yeah, Gonzaga's yeah, great. Yeah, oh, yeah. Jalen Suggs. Oh, yeah. Right. yeah, come on. Yeah, keep that. Baylor will be nice too this season too. Don't sleep on Baylor. Baylor for sure. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie to you. My sleeper is Alabama. I'm not gonna lie to you. Alabama brothers is nice. Alabama. I'm not. I'm not even. Oh no, there's so many good teams this year. So I don't know. And then with COVID, March Madness, it's gonna be a sleeper team. Like I, I can see Oklahoma being a sleeper team that makes it to the top Elite Eight. Oklahoma or Oklahoma State. I'm not gonna lie. I like Kane Cunningham. Kane Cunningham, Oklahoma State. I can see them being a sleeper team. I can see they can't play. They they on the Southern Pole's band. Oklahoma State and no, no, they're they're appealing. They're appealing. I thought, the band I thought, yeah, I say I think they're appealing that because they they try and play in the tourney. Yeah, come on, you're not. They're not gonna keep. Top, you got a top five draft pick right there. You going to want to show off. Come on. Definitely. Um, well, we appreciate you guys having us on straight to yeah. the point. Me and Jerry, we, we do this every week. You know, we, we go back and forth with, with some of the hottest topics in sports. So if you like what you hear from us, make sure you follow us over there at STPP Podcast. Follow me on all your favorite socials at underscore Chris Cross. Follow me at J-Dub Hughes. Oh, man, I keep, I feel like I always forget. I'm about to put the 205 behind that thing. There's an underscore there, right? You know, it's underscore. Definitely add us on our podcast straight to the point, man. I was happy to be on the show with you guys. It's great. Definitely. We appreciate it. Thanks for coming, guys. We appreciate you.